Production. Recorded live. Well, welcome to American Liberties, the Wednesday night call, July 12th of 2017. And you saw in the emails that I believe this is the third one that has now got their uh, uh, liens and levies released, which is a... um, which is a big deal to me. It's only three uh, so far, but it's mainly three by the same guy. You know? And um, you know, it, it's like it's like being a baseball player. Um, you know, a guy gets you know a big, big, big contract if he can hit two out of ten uh, balls, and uh, if he hits three out of ten, he gets a bigger contract. And and although, you know, this guy has done many of the same things and he doesn't always a hundred he doesn't have a hundred percent success. But and I don't know the percentage of what success he does have. But I know what he's doing is dead on point. I believed it for over a year now. And what he's using is Dave's uh, information that you get from WeVGov.com and other things. And, um, okay, Jim, uh, 22, okay. Um, the, uh, when you, uh, when you do the, uh, when you put it in a form of a criminal complaint, against the individuals for not giving you the the uh, the interpretation or the explanation a clear explanation on on how the uh, laws are applied and the taxpayers bill of rights are codified in the code under 7803 parent 3 i mean you know, you got all this supporting you now, and there's a lot more coming out that you can. We can start putting it down, bit, 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 right on down, and give it right to the agent. And I've been—I haven't even talked to Dave about this yet, but I've been introduced to a, case, a couple case laws. I think that if a federal agent on a out of a federal agency doesn't have delegation to enforce what he's doing on a federal level, you can take him in state court. Now, that's going to be difficult to do because their main trick is to move it right into the federal court. So it's going to get better as long as we got people like Dave um, and other people uh, around around this country. I'm not, I can't mention all of them, but Regardless of how bad they do or how little they do, they all have a, a credibility, whether it be high or low. It is useful information a lot of times um, that can help come and get this thing resolved. And I think you can do it easily, or I shouldn't say easily, but simply done on an administrative level. And and that's where you win because they got to they got to answer all the questions. They're governed by they're governed by regulations, 
we're governed by statutes and the and and the um and and the IRM is part of the enforcement that they're under which the IRM itself says that supreme court and i this is a funny wording but the supreme court has the same weight as the code uh, you would think that it's just a little heavier you know but um but we have we we we're getting it together and and the evidence is through Don Gron out of Washington that helped uh that did these three and um and uh, and and this guy's a busy guy i mean he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of time but you know he, he he's persistent and and I like to thank him. Uh, I believe he's on the call. I, I think I just released him, um, but the uh, he's doing a good job, and and I like to uh, give him thanks. So with that being said, the reason that we're having what success we're having, and the main success is people are not going to prison if they get what needs to be done prior to getting indicted, and that's the key word, prior to getting indicted. And that's why we have the criminal complaints, both the Congressional and the White House, that uh, you know you can join to help protect yourself from the possibilities, nothing guaranteed in life after birth except for death. And if you know Christ, you got that beat. But the possibilities of getting indicted after you join the criminal complaint and do what you're supposed to do with your copy of the criminal complaint, the likelihood of you getting indicted is very, very low. So with that, I'd like to give thanks to Dave Marilyn. And Dave, are you on? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Well, go <laughs> ahead. You're on. Nobody bats a thousand. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Wednesday evening American Liberties call. My name is David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. So um, I don't care to know who it was, but uh, Chris shared with me that somebody deemed me self-indulgent and uh, I informed Chris in no uncertain terms that uh, it's probably one of the biggest insults I've ever been paid, ever, ever. Um, if I was self-indulgent, you would have never heard of me because I would have paid the IRS off in 1988 and never studied law. I found lie after lie the further I dug into the tax code to analyze what they were doing to me. And so I stuck with it. And I never paid what they said I owed. I've never paid one penny of it, ever. I haven't filed a tax return since 1984. Uh, I don't need all of this bullshit from the government to jump in for pennies. If I get paid at all, 
to stand between somebody and the government and do my best to get the government away from them. To someone out there, that's self-indulgent. Not a single vacation. 1988. And I'm self-indulgent. If the person had said that to me in person, I'd find a way to get him into the men's room. I'd kick him in the crotch. I've sacrificed everything in the last 29 years for this to be called self-indulgent. And uh, uh, I'm still utterly, just utterly incensed about uh, that gesture. You hear me on these calls. These are sales calls. Think I'm going to get on here and pitch somebody else? That's pretty stupid. And when you think about it, uh, pitch somebody else? Okay. Uh, to that person, I'd like to pitch. We exit the matrix.wordpress.com. We exit the matrix.wordpress.com. We're Neo. There's no other name on the website. Nobody knows who the person is. Uh, where Neo will let you uh, fill out a field with your name and your email address and your question and send it to the, uh, the unidentified Neo. And on the classes page, they'll let you pay $150 a month for 24 to 30 months to learn the redemption process, okay? So the person that thinks I'm self-indulgent should just turn me off and go to weexitthematrix.wordpress.com and pay that guy $3,600 and study that stuff for two years so you can go to prison. And then you'll understand why. I indulge myself with these truths that I peddle for pennies. If I was self-indulgent, I would be rich. When the IRS pissed me off, I was in the process of memorizing creative financing seminars for real estate purchase and selling. Think I'd have made pennies in that? I'm smart enough to decipher the tax code. Can you imagine what the hell I would have been in real estate? And I'm self-indulgent. Self-indulgent is coming pretty soon. I'm quitting. As soon as I can support myself doing something else, I'm history. That's self-indulgent. Why would I do that? Well, none of this other stuff pays. People that want to know are people in trouble. And as soon as they're not in trouble, they don't want to know. <laughs> so there's really a handful of Americans out there to even help in the first place. Real Americans. Hey, something's wrong with the government. And this person that says they're an American says, well, I don't have time for that. I got Beyonce's humping crotch on the television that's just got me preoccupied. Talk to you later. So looking for somebody that cares that there's something wrong with government. <laughs> What's wrong? Everything. Well, 
you narrow it down to what laws are being violated, and on the other hand, what policies are unconstitutional, and beyond that, unfavorable. And you bitch in that order. First, they broke the law. They're criminals. Okay. Secondly, it's unconstitutional. We need to change this law. Or third, this policy of yours is really a bunch of crap. I'll give you an example of that. They're allowed to do it. They're in the process of doing it to you. And the American, that's you, uh, in mass, the American is going to sit there and let them do it. Department of Homeland Security is is lobbying Congress for permission to impose as a condition of air travel that your physical features from the neck up be recorded in a database that uses facial recognition software. It's called a fingerprint. It's the same damn thing as printing you. It's the same. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. Why would they bother if facial recognition wasn't as good as a fingerprint? Why would they bother? No two fingerprints are alike. Well, I've seen a lot of people that look like somebody else. So it's not quite as perfect. Man, it's a big step in that direction. And no one's going to object. And the government's going to succeed. And then it'll be in all the airports, and then you can't take it away. Here's another example of that. Hey, well, let's, let's legalize marijuana here in Washington State. And the government lobbies against it and then insists on uh, the right to regulate it. And so they stick a bunch of that in the statute and allow the state to tax it. Why does that stand in the way of correcting uh, what the state does thereafter. Because if you're going to affect the revenue that goes into the state by an initiative, you have to allow for that money to come from somewhere else or you can't change the law. The state wins. And the mongoloids that drafted the, the legislation failed to put into the legislation that the state cannot tax marijuana because they're stupid. Is that a good reason? And so you got the citizenry falling all over themselves. They don't bother to to speak to experts before they correct government. And the correction is just as stupid as it was before, but at least people can get high. That's the marijuana thing. But the facial recognition, in my book, No confidence, civil liberties versus homeland security. One of the initiatives, it's a state law. It prohibits the use of facial recognition software by corporations or government. State, municipal, and in-state corporations. Nobody's even interested. I can't sell a publication. They aren't even interested. I had it blasted out on Twitter. Thousands of people. Nobody's interested. And I'm self-indulgent. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, it's something else. Um, Just know that if you're actually interested, 
in doing things in the box and making change instead of uh, making the floor shine in a prison hallway, then uh, you're closer to the truth than the movement will ever be. Uh, the movement has screwed so terribly everybody that's bought into all these fantasies and myths. Uh, they never even learned how to sue in small claims court. Uh, they don't know the importance of uh, contacting their legislator. They don't know the importance of anything. They don't study anything. Nothing's important to them. And they, as long as they're sui juris to the third power, when the tea leaves and the bones fall on the tray in the right order and they read the whatever, it's a bunch of, what, let's say, a voodoo. It's a bunch of voodoo. And if you're on this call because you want to know the truth, you've separated yourself from them. Put all of it in a box, set it aside, and start learning law instead. The ease with which I, I just sent out an email a couple days ago about we exit the matrix.wordpress.com. I stumbled across this. In a, oh, well, actually, it was sent to me in an email from a guy that's got a list. He blasts out uh, people's advertisements from time to time and articles, tidbits. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, one more patriot movement moron to clean up after. This guy's going to put people in prison. I'm over here trying to keep people out of prison. And all I get to talk to are their relatives because their relatives call me, hey, my, my relative's in prison. And I heard you might be able to, you know. And there they go. Well, Dave can't pay his bills for free. I go, well, we don't have any money. We spent it all on courses about how to get thrown in prison. Ah. Ah, I see. Ah. And that's the story. The last thing they want to know is the law. And when they're when they're out of trouble, they turn it off. So uh, screw the movement. Screw all of them. Screw anybody that knows about Section 83 and doesn't even teach it. Picture it. Paymon Mataheta has to have, he's been in business forever. He was in Irvine or Tustin, California uh, for years. Uh, he was established in 1994 uh, and before, but I learned of him in 1994, maybe 1993. And uh, he's not even interested in getting Section 83 out to his people. I got a book about it. He hasn't offered to say, you know, can I get a commission on each one of those? And he doesn't teach it. Well, what the hell good are you if you if you claim to be in taxes and you don't even acquaint your people with knowledge of the code? Steve Hempfling, Free Enterprise Society, knows all about it. That's probably too complicated for people to learn. You know, Dave might be right. I heard from somebody that spoke with him. Well, what good are you? What the hell good are you? Thousands of people between these people in these, uh, they have these organizations. And they don't even pass out the word. Oh, here's a statute I missed. It explains how to tax all compensation in, in the country. Oh, I missed this. 
uh, I'm studying it or I checked it out and it seems, you know, viable. Like it's a, yeah, I think they violated that stat. They don't even go that far. They just say, nope, sui juris or whatever they're saying. I don't give a damn what they're saying. It's full of holes. As soon as they say voluntary compliance, well, how does Section 83 operate? In your conclusion, there's a tax to volunteer into. Oops. It gets that stupid. So Chris's uh, reply to the 11th Circuit DOJ opening brief uh, is done and will be filed in a couple days. The 9th Circuit appeal briefing exchange is complete. And in October, the close of all proceedings in tax court will be announced uh, in Indiana. And then he'll appeal. In South Carolina, they would not let the lawsuit go forward. So the South Carolina man is, uh, I think, this this is probably a final here. A couple people in Massachusetts um, are difficult to get a hold of. The attorney in Massachusetts uh, doesn't reply, but once every six weeks. So the man in South Carolina will probably be paired with the man in Indiana to file the U.S. District Court lawsuit for the clear explanations they promised in the Taxpayer's Bill of Rights. And then on the Fifth Circuit down in Texas, we'll find somebody else to team up with that gentleman and get them in court suing for the same thing. And in the counterclaim in Kentucky, I haven't read the uh, motion to dismiss the government's file. It's my front burner project right now. I'll get into that tonight. But Chris told me there's a particular thing in there where it says, there's no federal statute that requires us to give give you clear explanations of the law. (laughs) Shit. 26 CFR 601.106 F1. Uh, it's about appellate, uh, appeals officers. Um, an exaction by the United States, not based on law, is a violation, uh, is an unlawful taking in violation of the Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Accordingly, an appeals officer shall hew to the law with indifference as between the taxpayer and the government. Well, wouldn't that mean that everybody ought to hew to the law with indifference between the taxpayer and the government? Because it violates Fifth Amendment if an appeals officer does it. Well, I think it violates the Fifth Amendment if anybody does it. That's a nice expression of due process rights right there. And the, uh, the former mission statement of the Internal Revenue Service, uh, they reworded it to sound much less friendly, but it used to say, communicate the requirements of the law to the public. <laughs> then uh, Helvering versus Texpan Oil Company, 1937 Supreme Court, of course. Uh, the taxpayers were entitled to know the basis of law in fact upon which the commissioner sought to sustain the deficiencies. Well, what kind of right is that? The Supreme Court says I, it's called a due process right, a right to access the law. The picture, every other law, boy, they bitch at you if you don't know what it says. Wow, the tax code's the exception, the only exception to that. They will not tell you how to comply with it. They'll tell you how to comply with their demands, but they'll never tie it to statute 
once you inject the secret provisions. And they're secret just because the government won't talk about it. They're right out there in the public. They're right in the in the tax code and the regulations. But once you approach them, you get the impression, oh, those are secret. Ah, ah, those are secret. And so you have to go dig yourself. But I got this big old right over here called the right of citizen's arrest of a felon. Doesn't that pretty much tell me that I have the right to interpret the law and act upon it as I see it? Yes. There. So their secrecy is in direct contravention of my right to access the law. So we're suing over it. And to say there is no federal statute, excuse me, I don't need a statute to give me permission to access the law. It's called the Fifth Amendment, due process. I always have access to the law, and they'll always tell me, uh, hey, we wrote a new law, better not violate it. You pick up your cell phone while you're driving, ticket. That just passed here in Seattle or Washington State. Uh, Seattle just passed an income tax on high-income earners, the city of Seattle. The state has ruled it unconstitutional three times. <laughs> and so uh, that turd hunt by the city council is going to go down in flames. Flaming turds, Dave? Yeah, flaming turds right here in Seattle. They're called citizens up here. It's a blue state. So um, we're hammering on them with... Uh, the anvil that is the truth that section 83 says all property is cost and it shouldn't even be in the tax code because citizens of the u.s are only named in regulation to the government's credit uh and it's not really to their credit it's because i humiliated the hell out of them in u.s versus a rant and u.s versus warner they got closer to the arguments in their evasion so we, we've lifted some of the veil and actually forced them instead of like U, U.S. versus Warner, criminal case, Alaska, 2008. Oh, he's claiming to be a non-resident alien, Your Honor. Uh, no, he's not. He's claiming that he's a citizen, that you say he's a citizen of the United States, but that you've referenced, referenced him only in regulation. They call that a claim of uh, non-resident alien status. He's claiming to be a non-resident alien, Your Honor. No, he's not. That's the best they could do in 2008. It's no better now, but they did allude to the provisions relied upon. They said their main argument under Section 83 proves that Section 1 is void for vagueness. I never said that. Never. Never even close. I said the taxing scheme is void for vagueness since you can't explain it in a way that includes the operation of Section 83. The tax is not imposed by clear language because the scheme is unclear. Um, they said that uh, uh, the individual is referenced in Section 1. And every individual owes this tax. And then in regulation, they say who the individual is. It's a citizen of the U.S. Screw you. I got a regulation under Chapter 2 that says to figure this tax, use Chapter 1 provisions. 
the individual in section one could be that individual in chapter two, for all we know. Um, let's see, what else is wrong with that? Um, oh, also, um, they, uh, let's see, the word includes, oh, they reference 1.83-3E under section 83 to say that section 83 applies to things other than money. Well, that regulation says, uh, I can't remember exactly what that one reads. It's never been a big part of uh, what I teach. I, I've always cited it as as proof that, uh, that Section 83 applies to all compensation, and now they cite it as proof that it doesn't apply to money. But the the regulation uses the term includes, and they're reading it as a definition when the word includes, in fact, expands the meaning. Remember that trick they've always pulled on us that the term includes broadens the application of the statute to everything. And so now they're looking at the term includes in 1.83-3E and saying that uh, it applies things other than money. How can you do that? You're reading the term includes as a term of limitation in violation of tax code section 7701C. When used in a definition in this title, the term includes and including shall not be deemed to exclude things normally within the term defined. So I hammered them with that in the reply brief. And they never mentioned 1.83-3G, 1.1012-1A, which respectively say these things. For the purposes of Section 83 and the regulations thereunder, the term amount paid refers to the value of any money or property paid. 1.1012-1A says your cost is cash or other property. And neither of them exclude labor or any other property involved in the standard sale of personal services for compensation. They can't mention them. In fact, uh, 1.83-4B2 says to figure your cost, apply Section 1012 and the regulations thereunder. It's part of my argument, 1012. They never even mentioned Section 1012. That's a victory. Not with a corrupt judiciary, but for the purposes of uh, fair play, level playing field, all that good garbage. If you don't rebut a certain argument, what does the government do to you? Well, I want them to do it to the IRS. They don't even deny my 1,012 argument. And so I didn't really cram that down their throat on the Ninth Circuit. I think I made a joke about it, but I didn't even reference it in this one, uh, strongly anyway, because I want it to go to the Supreme Court. And I'll start off by saying the governing provision, Section 1,012, uh, wasn't even referenced in the rebuttal. And that gives the Supreme Court right there. It, it, it gives you a foot over the line between, it's like the first blow. And uh, that's the kind of advantage you want, is to be able to fire the first shot. And 
And you tie it to Section 83, of course, because the regulation ties the two together. And right there, they didn't even, didn't even mention on the lower level. That pretty much calls for the Supreme Court to step in here. And uh, the most we might get from the Supreme Court is a remand saying that uh, the lower court's process is not, uh, let's see, the, pro- the procedures in the lower court violate due process because the record is barren of uh, evidence that the statutory arguments are mistaken. There's a bunch of debate, there's a bunch of argument, but they don't even reference the provisions that were cited in the uh, in the brief, namely 1.83-4B2, Section 1012 and its regulations, 1.83-3G. And these are the cornerstones of the Section 83 equation argument. They can't even get into them. So it's still a huge success. Uh, considering you're up against the biggest, baddest legal department in the whole effing world, if you ask them, we're big, we're bad, we're nationwide, and so help me, and we'll go over to Switzerland and we'll get their big banks to disclose the uh, the identities of 5,000 account holders several years ago so we can go and lock a bunch of them up in jail for tax evasion. And when it comes down to it, I can't even prove they have the least little authority to even speak to you. Speaking to you is a felony. People would know that, but they refuse to study the law. It's called the Patriot Movement. If the IRS speaks to you and all you've done is received the fair market value of your labor as compensation, and they know it, and they fail to turn around with an apology and say, forget I asked. They've committed a felony. How are they not in a conspiracy with their bosses to deprive you of your rights to property? 18 U.S.C. 241, maximum 10 years in prison, felony. And if you don't know the law, you run around thinking, they actually have a point or they're a frustration. They're not. It's a racketeering scheme. That's all it is. And we've just proven it on two circuits. That's one level below the Supreme Court. They added four attorneys to the Ninth Circuit case when she filed her briefing. And they still came up blank. The same is going to happen regardless of where we go. It, it was a very, a very similar briefing on the 11th and 9th circuits. That's San Francisco and uh, Florida. And it's going to be the same elsewhere. They can't afford to come up with different answers because they know the game I'm playing. I'm going to take, if you take different answers about the same question to the Supreme Court, you get heard. And and so they gave the same answers, essentially, on the 11th and 9th circuits. In a couple places, the briefing is identical. So they know where we're going. They know where this is going. And, uh, and they know that I can't wait to insult them again. And uh, here we go. I don't know what's going to happen with the counterclaim in Kentucky. I don't know what's going to happen with the tax court. Th- he's going to lose in Indiana. 
but all we're suing for in uh, in um, in uh, in uh, excuse me, Kentucky is a clear explanation of the laws that they promised in the taxpayers' bill of rights. And Chris tells me that right in the brief, there is no law that requires us to give clear explanations. Wow. But you have all these other laws, like 26 U.S.C., that's tax code, 7214, that if the IRS officer, agent, if any employee of the United States under the internal revenue laws asks for more money or other sums than are imposed by law, they're going to be fired. How are you going to actuate that law? or apply it to somebody when the law is a secret. No one will let you determine whether or not they've asked for sums other than are allowed by law. But wouldn't that mean if you beat the government in tax court with facts and laws that they have to know, how come heads don't roll? I've never seen an article about, yeah, so-and-so won in tax court, and that means the investigating IRS officer loses their job. Never heard that, have you? No. There's a whole bunch of law that can't even come into effect, uh, extortion by uh, employees of the United States, 20, uh, 18 U.S.C. 872. How are you going to enforce that against the IRS when the law is a secret? It, it basically, it gives the IRS all of its, quote unquote, people immunity. They're above the law by setting aside the law that proves they're stealing. Isn't that a simple equation? And we're proving it in court for the first time. No, I was to the Supreme Court five times by the October term of 1998, docketed twice, and they still went on prosecuting people despite all the problems they had with me. My clients were doing it again my goal is not to win in the Supreme Court because I'm not a dreamer, but we've made such a problem that I'll just bet you it's the last thing on the government's mind. Uh, it might be a, uh, a joke and a wish at an office party that they could still indict the people that are on these dockets, but it's... Uh, greatly removed from the realm of possibilities by the fact they've litigated the way they have, that they would be indicted. So uh, we've done a spectacular job of that. And when they're, when they're done litigating, they're going to have a nice big file they can point to when they send their letters to the Department of Justice and demand that we are through now. You will keep the IRS away from me. I've never owed a dime. I will never owe a dime. You've stolen money from me my entire life. My children would have a college education if you hadn't stolen the money, or my children would have eaten better. Uh, my oldest child wouldn't be sick right now because of the diet he was on, because you were leaning and levying me into whatever. And so keep the IRS the hell away from me because the law is a secret. I'm an American and I won't be treated like this. Keep the IRS away from me. I've never owed you a dime. Everything you've gotten in Social Security has been theft. Stay away from me. And then you serve all of that right back on the IRS and the DOJ. Well, the Jeff Sessions uh, is the DOJ, but, you know, locally to you. So they don't get this scheme in their mind that 
you believe you have a duty. And uh, that might be very well the only thing we get out of this. However, uh, these failures on the part of these litigants to uh, get out of the court what they deserve is going to be used thereafter to attack convictions by saying, look, these people went all the way to the Supreme Court. These people went all, and here's the answers they didn't get. And here's what the government won't talk about. Here's the statutes that are secret. Is this a valid basis for putting someone in prison? And uh, people convicted of tax evasion are going to file this motion to vacate and appeal it as high as they have to. With that question, and I'll be writing all of it. I have two on the Ninth Circuit that are all ready to go once the Supreme Court is done. I've been listening a long time. Uh, I've had my ear to the rail uh, to efforts on the part of the popular people who don't know anything about the tax code. Uh, like Rob McNeil, um, let's see, Robert Fox, um, gosh, who else? There's been a few from time to time that have filed lawsuits against the IRS and stuff. Uh, I don't get any attention because I'm code pleading. <laughs> and so, uh, of course, uh, I certainly don't care. But uh, it tells you something about America is that somebody that's bitching about the, the mistakes in the maintenance of the individual master file or the OMB numbers. How much remedy is there in that? Every judge is as corrupt as the day is long. And you're going to take a featherweight argument into court against the government? Look where I'm at. And I'm alleging it's racketeering. And I can't even get them to talk about statute. And other people actually think the government gives a damn about an OMB number? Really? About a, an error or a fraud in the individual master file? Get to the part where they get all their authority by doing that. They don't. They get all their authority by breaking the law. And unless you know how the law is being broken, you have featherweight arguments. Isn't that simple? Heavyweight arguments are the ones that say, hey, you're stealing by breaking these statutes. And the reason I'm still hammering on them after 24 years is because they haven't been able to deny it yet. They can kick and scream, but a denial about an allegation you violated the law has to take the shape of a brief to the contrary. And they can't. And that's why I keep hammering on it. And the movement has kept it, its students, its aficionados, its uh, enthusiasts so ignorant that they don't even understand the power of a statutory argument. The law is the law. We're all bound by it, according to a whole lot of people that know a lot more than me and law enforcement. 
<laughs> so let's follow the law. Well, we're not interested because we're sui juris. Ah. So you're sui juris. Uh, I want to send you a publication of mine. What's your cell number? <laughs> That's how that works. And so uh, happy to meet you here Wednesday evening on my dead end called America. <laughs> and and just that that last expression of mine shows you how far from reality the entire movement insists on staying. It's students, it's gurus, it's victims. So where are we? As it relates to income taxation, I got the sharpest pen on the planet. No one's interested. It's just a code pleader. Really? Yeah, really. That's America. And here you hear the best work against the IRS that's ever been done in full-blown litigation mode being thrust right at the Supreme Court soon. I'm doing everything I said I could do. All the things that get me lambasted by other people say, oh, he's sure arrogant. He's self-indulgent. Well, show me someone that can prove me wrong. Uh, The government can't. So, uh, okay, so the guy isn't wrong. Uh, He's figured out the tax code that uh, that Einstein said was the hardest thing in the world to figure out. Uh, He's had it up against the government. The government can't refute a word of it. Um, Gosh. He sure is arrogant. Well, uh, you know, you show me somebody else out there that has a clue. The clue has to start with how did Section 83 operate in your conclusion? I owe a tax unless I go through the redemption process. I owe a tax. Unless uh, I file a P-10 or some tax return or whatever. All these people have a theory about how to get out of the system. Exit the matrix. Uh, abate this. Do da day. Blah, blah, blah. And they don't even know about the statute that explains how to tax you. Well, if they don't know that, they don't even know if it's racketeering that you're being victimized with. And then they all get locked up in this... Uh, Internal Revenue Manual proceeded to violate procedure when they executed the levy on your paycheck. I got an idea. Are they stealing? No one's interested in that. When it's the biggest claim you can make against the government. Oh, procedures say that you got to go to your boss and get a delegation of authority before you can issue that levy. You didn't do that. How about the fact that it's racketeering? Oh, we're not interested in that. So uh, it's a dilemma, and believe me, my first opportunity to be self-indulgent, I quit. And you'll never hear from me again. Someone will have my courses for sale. I'm out of here. That's self-indulgent. I gave up 29 years of my life for this, and it's over. (laughs) I'm out of here. It's gotten me nowhere won me no respect. Got a pack of morons that that can't even sue in small claims court uh, saying, I don't know what I'm talking about when they haven't even read a single case. 
that couldn't read a Supreme Court decision. And and I'm supposed to tolerate that? Uh, look at the effort I'm able to put forth. And nobody's even looking. And yet, the people on the front row, the people that see the briefings from the government, uh, they, uh, they see me going back and forth with the Department of Justice, the biggest tax legal department in on the planet. And I pulled their pants down using just the law, and no one's interested. It's astonishing. I tell you I can do this, and then it comes time to, I, I get an opportunity to prove it, get a few people that are resolute, want to go all the way, fantastic. And we do it. We go all the way. And no one else has done this. But everyone else would be the first one to just libel me (laughs) while they push the redemption theory. And I sent out in this response email to the guy, I said, uh, I sent out an additional email to him and uh, blind copied Lowell B. Kraft and a couple other people and called him a shyster and a couple of other things. This uh, weexitthematrix.wordpress.com guy and uh, uh, Larry B. Kraft wrote me back and said, good work, Dave, stay on him, fight the good fight. And uh, it's, you know, you still got people that would do that. And included in the email, I sent the uh, link to the FBI's website where the FBI tells you, you know, this redemption thing, straw man, the blah, blah, blah all at once. Uh, You really got to watch it, folks. It's bad news. And uh, right now, I'm going to... uh, I've come back inside. I'm going to share that link to the FBI website with you. I go to google.com and I type in... Let's see. Redemption... Redemption scam uh, redemption scam there was three words I used there's three words I used I can't remember the three I'm gonna go with just redemption scam And the first site that comes up, Redemption Scam, the first site that comes up on Google.com is FBI.gov. Here comes the link. Well, um, let me sign in to talk to you first. I think that's the first first thing I have to do. Oh, and this takes a while because I have Comcast high-speed Internet. Well, if you want really? to Skype it to me, I can just put it in a thing if you... That. You're one of them smart top thinkers, aren't you? Yeah, there's the link. Thanks, Chris. See how he came to my rescue right there, everybody? And uh, he came to my rescue a couple days ago when he said, uh, I'll write the table of contents and table of authorities for the brief that you're making for me. 
<laughs> Thanks, Chris. All right. He says, well, I got to learn. Okay. I hope everybody was listening. That's how it's done. I have to learn. I'm an American. I'm an adult. This is the law. Okay, there there she goes. Yeah. And uh, so you got the FBI. I didn't hear back from the guy yet with an apology saying, geez, I didn't mean to send anybody to prison, but yeah. Um, so uh, it's, uh, let's see. Uh, MJ. Uh, T, 2012, says we already have status but need to act with knowledge. If you think you have a status, it's part of the things that I recommend you totally set aside and forget all about and then study just in-the-box code pleading because you'll find that status, yes or no, you could be, you could be a black janitor working for the federal government and you could have waived all your rights to the government the law still doesn't um, impose a tax no matter what your status is all property is a cost so that's something that goes in the box you seal the lid and you set it aside and then learn just code pleading with no other influence and you're going to find a different world of options opens up to you. No question. Uh, so the FBI um, <laughs> says, don't do it. And we got a guy saying, gosh, you know, I think you ought to enroll in this course. And, you know, what that says about that person is, uh, you know, it's up to you to decide uh, what that says about that person. You know, uh, did they fail to even go to the FBI's website? Did they fail to even look to see if it gets people in trouble? Or are they just another uh, shyster that will say, well, they did it wrong. That's why they're in prison, just like Pete Hendrickson does. Well, they did it wrong. I got news for you. They send innocent, pe innocent people to prison all the time. You don't have to be guilty. These people don't even know that. They don't know their own government. They don't know the landscape of this field of practice or this field of uh, interaction with the government or this, this angle of protest. And yet they're out there willing to get you into this if they can plead ignorance saying, I didn't even go to the web to see if people get thrown in prison for what I'm teaching. Well, that's pretty damn negligent. But if they know about this and they volunteer to teach you this, it shows you they're the self-indulgent ones. They won't feel good unless people pay them to talk to them. And then he has another part of his classes page that says, I've also got an extra class for $50 a month that ties uh, the redemption process to spirituality. You mongoloid. What the hell does spirituality have to do with government? Nothing. It was a rhetorical question. It was meant as an insult. Oh, man. And I'm out here going, excuse me, they broke this law to steal your money. Well, we're not interested in that. Why is that? Well, it's because we're spiritual redemptionalists. Wow. Wow. 
Anyway, it's the same on the state level. I can't say enough about wevgov.com. My archive is at 59615 here on TalkShoe. And Chris's archive here is full of calls all about this litigation. Uh, I had somebody cruise through my TalkShoe page the other day and downloaded each one of the shows. So I'm up over 130 downloads for the week. Uh, That's nice. (laughs) And uh, I must have interested somebody in it. And so uh, uh, it's always good to see that, that somebody saw this work and goes, Really? What? This? I've never heard anybody say offensive things against the government before, unless it's about street protests and breaking windows and stuff, you know, or killing cops. Offensive against the government. Racketeering schemes. It's not government. It's crime. It's crime. I'm a crime fighter. I need government. We need government. But I don't need crime. If you didn't have government, you wouldn't be able to drink the water out of your tap. Because we have government, you can't really drink it, but most people don't know. <laughs> it, it, the rabbit hole is deep, brother. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and you can't even interest an American in the law. And it's a shame that book of citizens initiatives I've got is so full of answers, you wouldn't believe it. Just it, All it is is a book of answers. Can't sell a copy. So uh, I I promise you, folks, you're the last ones that want to tell me I'm self-indulgent. You just don't. You don't want to tell me that. And uh, all of this I'm doing that you hear on the web and everything, it's free. I sure as hell didn't pay for it with the sales I'm making. All that goes to bills. The rest of what you get is free. All the stuff on the web is free. And uh, that's not self-indulgent. If I was self-indulgent, I'd be a rich man in real estate. And uh, I know that people on this call appreciate my sacrifice, and I sure appreciate your saying so. But uh, everybody else's willingness to, to coast and not learn their rights I can't tell you, from my perspective, 29 years, their choice of ignorance screws all of us and our children and their children so badly. I can't tell you. Ignorance of the law on your part is bad for everybody. Because if you're ignorant of the law, you can't even stand up for somebody else. Uh, There are people that die from stress because of what the IRS does. Their names are Christine York and Sandra Cote and others, Dick Simkinen. And you got these jokers out here that, that are so cavalier about your very life and your heartbeat, they're willing to sell you things that they know will lead you into prison. And I'm self indulgent. Uh, no time for questions tonight, Chris. I'm going to bag it, and um, it sure is nice to see the nice head count we got tonight, and a bunch of regulars, and uh, let's see, uh, no questions tonight, and uh, that guy's had his chances, and so uh, you really shouldn't even raise your hand in the future. You've blown it uh, with all your diatribe and profanity. I'm amazed you'd even show up here 
and think that I wouldn't point you out for having done so, Roddy K., uh, you're out of here, okay? Just don't even call in again. When nobody here wants to see you, we don't want to hear what you have to say. You're a loser extraordinaire. Uh, you ought to go back to Pete Hendrickson's bedside and uh, catch your breath. Central Massachusetts, good to have you here. West Oklahoma, Lenny Brown. Email Chris, AmericanLiberties.LLC. I'm typing that at gmail.com, AmericanLiberties.LLC at gmail.com, and uh, we'll confirm that you're not a Pete Hendrickson skin tag that fell out of his underwear and morphed into a sentient being to join the chat and uh, criticize me out of nowhere uh, so we can unblock you the next time you're on the chat. Uh, that's the way that works because of folks like Roddy K, who got on here and just spewed a whole bunch of uh, mongoloid trash with no knowledge of the law. So, so the FBI warning is true. Uh, I know people who are doing it. Uh, I've known people who are doing it also. And uh, I know people that went to prison for doing it. And so one out of ten, that's enough for me to badmouth the strategy because one out of 10 of my people don't go to prison. And so uh, it's, it's a matter of uh, uh, diminishing returns. One out of 10, that's still enough. Two out of 10, 12 out of, you know, five out of 10 go to prison, that's enough. Don't do it. I can't even get the government to honor statute and they send you to prison. So uh, why don't you let Donaldson ask a question? Uh, is Sedotis, it's Adotis. Nice to meet you. Uh, thanks for joining the call. We have gone so long. Um, welcome to the call. And, really uh, great. Thank property, you. Oh, hang on. Illinois Nation, other property, Jeff Doan, uh, Echo Tango, LT Oats. We killed his IRS criminal investigations division probe, Buck Roger, guest 22, and uh, James Romalo. Welcome. Haven't seen your name in a while. Thanks. Uh, Avid Hut, Paperclip, Hyperloose, uh, Jamuso 2003, a lot of new names tonight. Debbie Conklin, welcome to the call. Statutory pleadings, you want to pass that along if you're any relation whatsoever to Bill. Bill, thank you very much. Bill Conklin. Um, and uh, I'm here every week, and now it is the turn of the gentleman on the phone, Mr. Donaldson. Welcome. Well, thank you for the time, Dave. I really appreciate your work and Chappie as well. Thank you for following along. Um, and also want to say hello to other property as well as um, everyone else on the call calling in from around the nation. Uh, basically, yeah, um, I think around just the world, around the world, there we go. <laughs> around the world. Uh, it's it's really interesting that I have a quick comment that you probably want to comment on, and that is that you know I, I was just talking earlier today to a couple of people on the phone, two separate occasions, just trying to convince them of the def of you know the rules regarding statutory interpretation on on the words or and and the word and okay and and it it seems like no one does their research to actually to to understand the difference. So I'll ask some people that perceive to know the law, appear to know the law, and they're like, well, I don't care about that, man. I don't know. I never have time to look it up, man. I mean, you know, but the idea is, uh, you know, that it's, 
it's those people that are like true yourself and myself. I mean, I think you've done, you're an inspiration. I, I can only shoot hope for that I'll get to near what you've accomplished. But um, I think, I, you know, this, just describing and and or to people is, is difficult, okay? They don't want to listen. So, anyways. Well, let me, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you the cost of that. I plead guilty. In the 90s, by 1998, I had five people all the way to the Supreme Court arguing that the regulation, 1.83-3E, says any money or property is my cost. Where's your authority to exclude something from the term any? And they would wipe themselves with my client and penalize them thousands of dollars all the way up to the Supreme Court. That was my fault. In 2002, I found those Supreme Court cases saying the term any means all of it. I didn't imagine that I had to teach them how to read the term any. And so I didn't bother to, I didn't know that I should have bothered to learn about the term any. Well, once I found out about it, and I've updated that case law on wevgov.com, federal income taxation page, scroll down the page, there's a ton of appellate cases now that have signed on to those five Supreme Court cases now, the latest 2008, that say the term any means all of it. So now I'm fully rebriefed as of 2006. I filed that complaint with 80 members of Congress, New Year's of 06, with the new briefing of 83 in it, and it fortified it, but that's exactly the fault in my first approach, was that I didn't have an appreciation for the meaning of terms, and I went into litigation five times all the way to the Supreme Court, self-taught, and I didn't have anybody like me to stand by and say, well, you know, uh, you're arguing a term. Have you gone to case law to see how the courts interpret that term? Wow, really? And I found out several years later, rebriefed it, and bingo, right in 80 members of Congress's lap, uh, laps. So uh, the price of ignorance, I paid that price once. My clients did. Not that I would have won, okay, but for, their brief would have been better. That's but it's, the only it's thing also, I could have you done know, better. You're right, and you know what? It, it, the, the other thing that's confounding on everybody or is that when you don't understand these these simple um, meanings of you know the difference like between or and or and and uh, when are using it in a statute, uh, it can really mean the difference between understanding the intent, uh, what you feel like is the intent of Congress as well. Um, so like like for example the Tenth Amendment, uh, you know when it states uh, or to the people. And when it says or to the people, you know, it doesn't say and to the people because it would imply that the people were part of the state. It said or because it, it signifies that the people are actually something separate from it, the, its agency. And uh, I yeah. just wanted to put that out there. Okay. Uh, interpretation is everything. And I've said it forever. You can't read too much case law. Case law is approximately... 70 tons of printed free seminars from judges. Why would you not read free seminars from judges? It'll make your briefing stronger. It makes your argument stronger. It might even keep you out of prison like Chris and I have done for so many using these uh, statutory arguments. Now, uh, Central Massachusetts, one question, and then I really have to go, Chris. 
Okay, hold on a second. Let me. Uh, okay, Central Massachusetts. Where are you? Uh, hold on. Okay. Um, uh, by the way, thanks a lot, Dave. And you can go ahead and mute me out, Chappy. I certainly will. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, there you go. Go ahead, Central. Hello, this is John from Pennsylvania, not Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. I might have hit the well, wrong well, button. Well, my question was that uh, you had uh, said that uh, somebody claiming to be Judge Dale uh, quoted a case, uh, Lucas versus Earl, and you said that it was uh, completely wrong because uh, he uh, quoted the decision what the uh, plaintiff said, and I've been unable to uh, find that. There are two versions online of the Lucas versus Earl decision. You have to find the one that includes the introduction that frames the respondent's argument. There's one out there that only frames the decision about the argument, but in the... uh, in the books, I think if you went and did hard copy research and looked up Lucas versus Earl, you'll find one with the uh, the description of the issues and the arguments in the beginning of the case. Uh, you are correct. I've seen that also, but there is one. I, I read it. I'm not going to say the case says something if, that, if I haven't even read it, but it is in the part of the decision that's called argument of the respondent. I promise you. So do you have any idea what the uh, uh, link is where I can find that? Uh, No, I looked for it online. I couldn't find it, but I found it in hard copy when I was doing my hard copy research. Oh, okay. I understand. In the Stone Age, way back when, probably early early 2000s. Okay, that that was my question. Thank you. Okay, but I'd like to put out to the call. Thank you, John. I'd like to put out to the call if anybody can find that. Please send it to me because that um, that is being used, and I have more than enough faith in Dave to rely on what he says. So he's not going to say something that it, it isn't true. Uh, and if it was just an opinion, he would say so. So well, picture it. Picture it though. If the Supreme Court said what everybody says, Lucas versus Earl says, you think I wouldn't pick that up and club somebody with it? It's a, it's a weapon, what was said in that case, but it's the argument of the respondent. It's not the opinion of the court. If the opinion of the court was that, I'd be I'd be parading under it. It's so beautiful. But it's the argument of the respondent. Okay, here is uh, Central Mass. Go ahead. Please. Hello. 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 Hi, this is Kevin out in Massachusetts. I just wanted to say hello to Dave. Um, I am one who was just released from prison based on IRS um, (laughs) coming after me. They put me in prison for a five-year term. And I met a friend of Dave's, which uh, maybe another time we'll have that conversation, but not now. And um, I guess I just want to say I've done all the wrong things which obviously is why I landed in prison. Um, and I followed Dave a long time ago. Don't know why I didn't continue to follow it. But um, 
is there any recourse oh, now oh. <laughs> at this point? About your conviction? Yes. Are the Kennedys gun shy? Uh, very. Meaning, yes, there is remedy. And uh, you really ha- you really ought to have a conference call with Chris and I about vacating your conviction, okay? Uh, yes. we, I've discussed that plenty of times on, on these calls, but uh, yes. if it's about vacating a conviction, I'll give you a personal consultation, okay, and tell you what I have planned and understand that all the civil litigation that's going on right now is Exhibit A for the purposes of vacating tax convictions afterwards. Because all of this effort, two or three circuits, by the time we're done and the government will have failed to adequately even indulge the governing provisions, that's an in, let's see, that's a, an, un, an impermissible standard for putting somebody in prison. And that's right. what we hope to litigate in the motions to vacate. So I've been working on this a long time in my head, and it's finally come time to brief it and challenge a couple of convictions, okay? So um, I I do have balls rolling in that direction, and I can private about that. And uh, uh, thanks for calling. Kevin, i got to ask you, do you you know my email address? Uh, If it was in the email that I received, uh, go ahead and give it to me. AmericanLiberties.llc. Yes. At gmail.com. And what what process did you do prior to, or to, to get you indicted? I mean, did you do like uh, Pete Hendrickson's way or, you know? Well, it was a combination of things which, you know, we'll discuss. Uh, okay. Well, the only reason I ask it because, you know, the – OID is one of the most popular ones, and I just wondered if that was a process. No, I did not do that. Good, good. Okay. All right. Well, email me, and we'll set up a time. It'll be any time, like somewhere around 2 or 3 in the afternoon EST time, and uh, and we'll do there. Okay? Thanks, everybody. Chris and Dave, I appreciate it. Thank you. Good night. My pleasure. Okay, um, so Dave, are you still on? Uh, yeah, but I really got to go. Okay. I just got to go. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, and I'll be back on Saturday on my channel, 59615. Take care, everybody. Thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. And good night, Dave. All right, um, what I would like to do is, Pastor Don, are you on the telephony? I don't see Washington on the phone. I'm going to, I think, if he's not getting on the phone, if you all see him on the list, say something. Um, I see him on the chat. Um if you get on the phone, raise, raise your hand. I'm going up and down the board to see if uh, if you you know if you're coming on. The uh, oh, there he is. Okay. How you doing there, Don? Hello. 
Hello, hello. Now I've really got to run too, but I, uh, uh, you want to talk for a minute? Well, yeah. Tell me, you know, a lot of people are asking, well, how did he do it? What did he do? And and um, and I'm telling them that you you pretty much stay in focus on doing what you learned from Dave Maryland. Isn't that true? Yep. That's yeah. He he's got it right. He, he's the one that uh, really has uh, opened up the doors to. Uh, and I'm uh, uh, actually breaking down the doors, I guess, of the, uh, of the IRS. They can't handle what's, what's coming through the doors with my material, it looks like. So, uh, like this one lady who uh, started off with me back in 2011 for just a couple of years, and I guess, you know, other people talk to her and say, this is, you know, I'm crazy and things. And so she went another way, and she ended up, uh, long story short, with a $290,000 liens and levies against her, and she, uh, by urging of another friend, called me back a couple of months ago to see uh, what she can do to save her business, her life, or everything else. She was crying hysterics, everything else, uh, just crashing in on her. And uh, so I did uh, things using mostly David's material and others to uh, question the law, use the statutory stuff and, and uh, things, and, and, and I got a wake-up call on Monday morning, and and here she calls to say that she got a letter from her trustee who got a letter. From, uh, he got a letter from uh, a group called the IRS. It says it's a 668D release of levy, release of property from levy. All $290,000 worth was released. And she was, uh, well, she's been, she was flying around her house, you know. And, right. else she, and I talked to her yesterday. She was just, just great. And it was Dave's stuff. I don't have time to go into it, but it, 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 his uh, material... Uh, I I say it's about eighty percent of Dave's material, and uh, and we just uh, confront the IRS with the law, and uh, and uh, including uh, uh, statutes of uh, like seventy two fourteen and others, accusing yeah. and accusing eight eight fifty three, you know extortion and other things, and and, uh, and uh, we just uh, hit him with uh, those. Uh, uh, laws and it looks like um, uh, it was pretty quick uh, uh, for the, the release. It only took uh, like a month and a half, two months uh, for, for her to get the release of lien, which was a total surprise to her and her attorneys and everybody else, I guess, who, had, who were really trying to uh, hammer her. And, uh, and anyway, she was just uh, ecstatic. So, well, tell me, did you? Who did you write back to? Did 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 you write that back to the agent uh, that initiated yeah, yes. the work, or did you do TIGA or what? Oh, I we had TIGA in there too, but agent and uh, yes, and Cynthia raised Kane in that office there, yeah, and, uh, and so uh, that, that seemed to work. And yeah, uh, uh, I've been I've gotten several liens released now, and it looks like. Uh, it's going to get easier now because it looks like I finally can fit on the uh, the right pattern of, of things to to do here. So, right. Uh, yeah. So, oops. Uh, well, that, and that's yeah, good because her. you know, and and what people uh, what people need to uh, understand. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. You you're trying. To I got another call coming in, but uh, I'll uh, I will. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm too really too busy to handle more than maybe one or two customers and clients right now, but I'm. Uh, it's well, talk in. to me tomorrow, okay? Let's talk tomorrow. As you like, okay. okay. God bless you.
You too, Good John. Night. Thank you very much. Bye bye. I got. I got to go. Bye. All right. And um, okay. Uh, let me see. Mute. Okay. Um, yeah, I know pretty much of what he's doing, and one of the things that I've been doing, uh, you know, I've been going over the criminal complaint, and there's another guy that has done a criminal complaint that is, you know, he's, he's, um, uh, he's, and he's doing it, you know, he's, he's done uh, quite well, and, um, and I know that's where our remedy is. And in the next day or so, I'm working on my on my return to. Um, hold on a second. Let me. Okay, I have to get interrupted on the side here. Um, I'm working on my appeal, and just reading what Dave writes. I mean, golly, that guy. That guy can write, and. Um, and uh, you know, there's uh, many people as I know, and let me tell you, I've known, I know hundreds of, you know, of people that are that are smart, and I'm not putting anybody else down, but there's nobody writes better or articulates the language, the legal language that I've seen in Dave Maryland. I see people do absolutely good. And I would use them in a heartbeat if if I needed to, or or you know, or learn their their language. And in fact, I even can incorporate some of it. You know what I mean? To fit my personality, which we all got to do. We got to write everything, you know, that fits our personality, so we grasp it better. And there was one guy who called. Uh, several people had called me and say. You know, Dave rattles that so fast, I can't keep up with it. And um, and you know, can he dumb down a little bit to to make it you know understandable? Well, I I, I guess that's why I'm here. You know, I mean, if if you want to get it dumbed down, we can get low, man. Let me tell you, because there's a lot of things when I'm reading David's work and and reading these lawyers' work because they use the like you know they like to use the art of of words. And so forth. I'm. I got a dictionary. I got two or three dictionaries on the table here. Plus, I got the dictionary on the computer, and and I'm looking up the word every way but loose to make sure that I understand it right. Because they, you know, I can read a sentence, and one word can change the whole thing. Just like Donaldson brought up about or or and. And I know where he's going with that because or can mean and, you know. So you you really got to be careful when to use it. And quite frankly, I don't know if I'm sharp enough to know. Uh, if, 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 even if I did know and fully understand, I don't know if I could grasp it enough because I'm still back in the Stone Age on the word includes and, uh, and the term. I, you know, so uh, I I got a good grasp, and I think I understand it, but comprehending every element of it when it's used, um, you know, I'm I'm not, uh, you know, I only got a seventh grade ed- education, and I'm not putting myself down. I do quite well. I do, I, in fact, I do a lot, a lot better than, than the college of derelicts, but, um, 
but that means that's only because I got to work so much harder to understand. And like David said, you know, about doing the uh, table contents. Let me tell you, that's a, a work in itself to do the table con- contents. I got to watch a video on how to do it, but it gets to be fun. Once you start learning, you're getting a rhythm, and it really gets to be fun because Microsoft does it for you. And so uh, I'm happy to do it. But more importantly, that is nothing compared to what Dave has done in all the research and all the writings and all the work that he's done that he has put on the website. And, you know, I I know David likes to, you know, uh, really, you know, tear people up for what they're doing. And, and, and that's, and that's his, you know, that's his right to do because the way they come after him and talk about him, I, you know, I, I don't blame them half the time, but, but the thing of it is, I wish they would come together. I mean, you know, say Dave, you know, say to Dave, you know, Dave, I really stopped and, you know, backed off and I took a look at what you got to say and I got to admit, you know, and I apologize because I've been wrong. Now, how can we work this together? Because all the stuff that we're learning out there is true. I mean, you know, like when I started, before I started recording the call, reading Bob Hurt's email about what Pete Hendrickson was saying about, you know, he, you know he's 100% correct. Well, yeah, calling corrupt, corrupt, how can you be wrong, all right? But that's not the issue of proving they're lying or proving they're doing this. That You know, what we got to do is file criminal complaints against these people. Because when you uh, read the presumptions of law, how the presumptions react, they're, they're presuming certain things. I'm not going to get into all that on the call. They're presuming many things, and we and we don't know what presumptions to break. You know, I used to have a series that a friend of mine and I started, um, breaking break uh, breaking your presumptions. It's your presumptions you got to break first. And if you think that you know you're not a citizen of the United States, study it out, because you could be. All right, and in most cases you are, but you can. But when you de- when you go into depth on the definition of the United States and how the IRS uses it, I could be, you know, in the federal court cases to support it. You could be a citizen of the United States and at the same time be a citizen of the state. But so what? Okay, now you know that. All right. So what do you do with that information? You got it. You got to articulate it in your defense. You got to articulate it so that you can go after them, proving them how how they're corruptly and wrongly using that stuff. And and when you when you do that, then it puts you in the driver's seat because they can't they don't have a combat. And and basically that's what Don Gron has done with his. Uh, with his letter writing and so forth, he's showing them, using David's stuff, hey, here is the interpretation of the law. 
This is what Section 83 says. This is what this says. You're governed, you, Mr. Agent, are governed by the regulations. And he gives the the, uh, the statutes and the court cases that say it. The IRS will admit it. Yeah, we are governed by the regulations. Well, if you're governed by the regulations, why are you violating them? Okay, and and they're and they're governed by 31. You know the uh, the the Treasury regulations. And again, I'm not going to go into detail here now, but I, I know you know Don's real real busy. He can only do one or two clients at a time. I'm gearing up to you know where I'm going to do mine and 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 uh, and some others and 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 get the ball rolling and um and so it it, it it's going to take a little time but I tell you what it'll take a, a lot quicker if people would help me and I'm not going to ask you for money you know I mean of course I never refuse a blessing I never refuse donations and it's never taken for granted that you know I'm going to collect the don donations enough to pay my bills and rent and all that stuff but you know you know you you see going on my web- website I've joined with some millionaires now that are going to help me because of what Dave and I are doing we've collected our 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 um uh, not not collected, but we we've got to know each other. Like I've known Coach Blaine Williams for ten years now, and 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 the guy the guy is being inducted into the Hall of Fame as 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 one of the best uh, coaches in football or in college or something. I'm not clearly on that, but the guy is is um, he he's a master at helping people make money and his partner dale who is a you know computer uh genius uh does all the websites and the catch pages for us well we're all working together in two programs regarding cryptocurrency that i think is going to be phenomenal okay because you know bitcoin is the most popular the other day, I don't know what it's worth today, but the other day it was worth by $2,500. Second in line is Ethereum. That is worth, at the time, $266. And now I believe today it was down to $250 or something. And cryptocurrency goes up and down. But imagine... If you would bought Bitcoin back years ago when it was ten cents a coin, and you had just invested a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars in getting those coins, and when it went up to seven hundred dollars, how much money you would have made? Well, we have a way now that we can help you increase your uh, financial status in cryptocurrency by helping others getting involved. And is it multi-level? I guess you could say it is. And if you don't like multi-level, that's okay. You can oil the robot grease uh, for the robots that are taking your job. You know, if if because somebody needs to grease them until they get the the robots to do do that. And um, because the jobs are leaving, did you see on the news that McDonald's is getting 
robots or not robots, but something where you place your order, they're, they're not even going to have pe- people at the counter. And you can thank Washington State for that, for raising the, the minimum wages up to $15 an hour. What do you think? That you know the rest of the dollar hamburger is going to remain a dollar hamburger because and and they're going to pay everybody fifteen dollars an hour or more. You got to be kidding! Somebody's got to go home. Somebody's got to lose their job. And what are they going to do to replace that job? Just like they did in the auto plants, they got robots putting your windshield in. They got robots putting your tires on, your doors on, the whole nine yards. The whole auto industry is all robotic just about. And and all the jobs are going that way. So home-based business is the best way to go. So I'm asking everybody, don't give me money. Don't even donate money. Let's join together and help others. Let me help you help me to help other people. And together we can do something. And if I have, if I'm making more than enough money, I can pay people to do things that I would like to do to help us do what needs to be done. On the reason that you're on this call tonight, and and people, if you think that you can do it without money, God bless you. If you ever find somebody that says, "Oh, I'm broke, but I'm happy," he's lying. How can you be happy being broke if you can't afford your food, you can't afford, you know, teeth for your children and, 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 you know, I mean, it just gets crazy. It's crazy. It's nuts. And so, you know, one guy last couple of weeks ago saying, you know, uh, Chapman's a multi-level blah, blah, blah. Hey man, I'm doing whatever I can to help people. And if you're on that call, this call tonight, I'd like to know what you have done to help somebody in in the last week. I know every day I'm here. I'm not pounding my chest, believe me, but I'm just stating a fact. And anybody on this call can can pretty much legitimize what I'm saying. I answer every call, and I call back and I return every call. Do I forget to do something sometimes? Yeah. But, you know, but I'm here, and everybody knows my name. Hey, we ought to go to Cheers, the bar. But, you know, we, I'm here trying to do what I can to help people because I'm 70 years old, and I sure enough would like to see my children grow up in, in a country that it was like when I was 13 or 15 years of age. My cho- children are a lot older, but I have grandchildren. And w- and we all have children and grandchildren. And and we need to go and do what we need to do for them instead of for yourself. And so, um, so I'm asking you, you know, if, if you know, I'm putting my hand hand out and say, hey, let's join together and let's do something. And and it's not going to cost you a lot of money. And whatever money you put in, you can get it back right away. And and it's one time, one time out of pocket. Now, is it is it a hundred percent sure? There's no guarantees after life except for death. And if you know Christ, you got that beat. Nothing is guaranteed. Nothing. We don't know what's going to happen next week, but I know that 
uh, you know, people like LLT has joined me, and and I know other property is going to join me because I'm going to call him five times a day if he doesn't. <laughs> but it's um, you know we all together we can make a difference, and so I like to have the opportunity at least to show you what I have and bring you to the calls that we're going to have with Coach Blaine and some others that are are dynamic in helping you reach the goal, financial goals that you would like to have. So with that being said, I think I've said enough. Let me see if there's any questions, comments, or statements. Uh, awfully quiet out there. The... Um, but I can't thank enough for David. I can't thank enough for pe- people like Don uh, that uh, just keeps at it. You know, he does it slow. He's out there. He's busy doing the videos and his and his shows and everything. And um, you know, he's you know he's just one guy gnawing at the root. And if we can get a thousand of us, or you know, can you imagine all of us putting a letter together? you know, about the criminal complaint and sending it to TIGA and sending it to the congressman and sending it to the treasury. I mean, I got a a dynamite letter that can go to the treasurer about about some some things. And I've already done it. I've got absolutely no response. Now I'm going to duplicate it again and do it to the new treasurer to, to, you know, to double dip on the no response. So I have that in my administrative record. And, and I'm going to add that to my criminal complaint. You know, here, here I'm right about the definition of the United States. And you all seen that. If you're on my email list, you all seen that. But I put that out some time ago. And please don't write again and say, oh, can you send it to me again? I lost it. Um, I, I will in in a future time, but I, I I'm on a roll right now. I'm on a mission that I got to get my appeal in because the way it's written, Dave says, well, we're probably not going to win. But you know, I read it and look at it, and I said, how can we not win? And the only way that we cannot win is because uh, I'm bringing up things that was not brought up in in the trial. And and that's okay because the 11th Circuit, where I'm in court, says that I can raise new issues that were not in the trial if they're if if they're restricted to law, and and it is. I mean, the way Dave did it is uh, nobody else could have done it. In fact, I talked to four or five other people, and they said, oh, you can't do it, man. And I showed them the 11th Circuit decisions in the court that I'm filing, and they said, well, yeah, it looks like you may be able to do it. So, um, yeah. Yep. And uh, so we're all we're all in this together, people. And And, you know, when you win, we win. And when I win, you all win. And there's some people out there, and I'm just going to say it straight out, where you got some victories and you're not willing to share it, and, you know, that can only come back at you. So um, 
what you know what what you put out is what you receive and um so with that being said god bless america and this call is officially over good night